0: G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through podcast where we interview acts current and emerging. This week we're doing a album review of What's So Not's Anomaly. We go through a few of the tracks, a few of the experiences that happened in between and the usual shit from me, but it's a great chat. You've just released your nominally album, which we'll um, talk to uh, talk about. But I like to start off with like a little little bit of an icebreaker, just to get like into your head, a bit of, a little bit into your psyche. Um, but I um, I used to live in Sydney last year, and mm-hmm. I'd never been to the Ivy before, and um, <laughs> you you played. It was like right before lockdown and um i went with a friend that i just met and she could not stop talking about you you're like her hall pass like she's gonna marry you like it was (laughs) it was insane um and every time i still talk to her um you get brought up i told her you were coming on and um she lost her shit um but she's like you're her celebrity crush so i was thinking like do you have one like is there someone that you kind of go like oh wow that was that they're just topping it off for you or is it just like um do you have like one when you were a teenager or
1: yeah i've definitely had different celebrity crushes at points in my life but then actually as i got into like certain circles in the la scene and whatever you mm. realize like people just aren't what you think they are and you meet them and you're just like oh i'm not into this like <laughs> burst the bubble a little bit yeah you're just like oh okay that's not what i thought um all right and you just sort of then you then you're like i bet everyone's like that so yeah i don't, I don't really have that anymore I'm just, I'm just like it's not really about the status of someone it's it's all most of it's like marketing at a facade anyway so and they got their pr rep making them look a certain way and seem a certain way and then you meet them and you're like, oh, yeah, you're not really all that um, I'll let Laura know
0: um, that <laughs> people aren't, aren't all they're meant to be I've um, I've only had one situation like that but everyone else has been pretty good um, mm. let's get into some songs I want to start off with Mr Regular um, awesome I'm <laughs> off this first of all this album is fucking incredible it's thank you it's um i like talking about three songs on a podcast and fuck it was hard to narrow it down to three everything on this is just fuck it's it's pure gold. i didn't think you could get better than the 2018 album but you've topped it um i but- i knew i could
1: i knew i was <laughs> like okay i actually had this album name in the bag and sort of had an idea of what it was going to be before i finished that last album that's fucking
0: hectic yeah. um but i've been a big fan of oliver tree for a long time um yeah. obviously coming looking at all his videos saying he's a funny dude and then like i saw his videos and then saw his music which you know interesting way to go but um how is he to work with like is it when it comes to knuckling down like it's um just about the music or is he kind of like that funny quirky man all the time
1: he's like one of the biggest beasts of a musician i've ever gotten a room with huge he he's like front to back conceptualizing the tonality of every sound and synth and then his vocal delivery like he came in and freestyled that whole thing like the whole thing you hear every single thing he just freestyled it and then um casey his keys player was there and oliver was pretty much directing casey how to play what to play it's in getting all the tonalities right and choosing all the different patches and whatever it may be. And Casey's a mean, mean keys player. He's very very good. Um but I even like I had to go to the airport the next morning, like pretty early, like I believe like eight thirty or eight o'clock or something. And I never get outlasted in the studio. I'm always like the sober guy at the back who's like, all right, you guys crash out or like wind down and I'll just keep producing this. And I got up at like seven in the morning, come downstairs. Oliver's still there, like tweaking effects, processing his vocal, doing these like audio chains and like, he's a beast. That's um that's cool that does lead into my next question then. Um because mm. there are so
0: many different people on this album and like from different walks of life and um bring different sounds and that type of stuff. How is that to navigate um and approach an album like each song is it kind of okay these are the basics of how I'm going to do this and then each one brings kind of their little um spices and taste to it or different each one.
1: Usually when I work with people it's always in room and you sort of get a feel for each other. You can kind of tell very quickly with whatever you're working on. You're like, is this for the album? Is this just something totally separate? Is this for them? You just sort of feel it. Like, what zone are we going into here? And what's the message? And 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 what's the the emotion of this record? Um, and yeah, so you, you just kind of get in and, and you feel it out, and and then you kind of have an idea. And it, I think it helps a lot if you work that out. You learn should I should I be pushing or pulling away? You know, as, as we're diving into this together, should I let you run with it or should I be running with it? Because we know where it's going to end up. Like you've got
0: some really big names on here, like Overtree, obviously. And then like Filler, who, um, obviously is a known around our parts, but maybe like not overseas. So it's like, you've got people that, um, you know, are kind of making their rise and then people that are at it. Do you kind of have to, um, I don't know, take the, take the reins a little bit more with the
1: smaller ones, or is it just like letting it flow? not necessarily like a lot of the smaller acts are actually more onto it i would say um i think the bigger acts they're very good at their craft but the smaller acts are maybe onto like what's what's good at the ground level like i'd say look the bigger acts they can do everything they know how to but they don't know what to choose gotcha because they're not like just starting out and like oh i'm in this wave this is my wave and this is where it goes and this is how it looks and sounds and So like, yeah, I think there's a, there's a probably a, um, what's that word? Misconception about like the size of an act as to how good they are and and what their value is in a, in a recording studio setting.
0: I just think like maybe those smaller acts, like they might be a bit nervous to be like, okay, to be them, their full selves when they're, you know, on an album like yours, just to go like, they might have an idea, but they might not have that. Um, I don't know confidence in the industry yet, or be really nervous about it, but it seems like that's not the case.
1: Yeah, that that does happen too. Like I I often have to like flat out say to them like Hey, tell me this is shit if it's shit. Like or or tell me like I'll veto myself. I don't mind. Like I can I can easily be wrong here. So just like be honest, and I think you get a, a good result when you go into it like that. Um, like you know sometimes I've I've like pushed for something, and then like a month later I'm like. That wasn't right. We should have gone the other way. <laughs> you know, it happens to everyone. Mm. Um, I mentioned filler
0: before because um Halifax.
1: Mm.
0: Boy oh boy, this this is my favorite song on the album.
1: Epic. Um,
0: it is fucking incredible um you got tech genesis um love him love them as well um but there's three other people on this track so like it's Mm. it's it's a it's a little bit crowded how does that you know how do you kind of navigate that lead that
1: um with so many ideas in the mix yeah that's a that's a really good example of one i would say where there was a lot of brains in the mix and a lot of different skill sets so that song started with me and um ramzoid zoid landers is uh doing for this project uh and it was pretty much me playing these pads on the ms20 which is all those bass sounds at the start and the screechy Mm -hmm. kind of sense and then he did that vocal delivery and then we did a a rusty you know 2015 style drop and it was actually like 150 bpm which is a lot slower than where it is now and it just didn't quite like I was like, this is great. This, you know, Kanye style sort of intro bit is epic. I love it. I didn't really get the emotion that I think it needed with the drop. Um, And and then I asked William Tech, I was like, dude, how would you do this? And he ended up like speeding it up to sort of drum and bass tempo and then throwing a few growls in there and going sort of halftime D&B. And I was like, oh, this is the way to go with this. This is definitely the way to go. and then adding feeler was like, uh, I just sent that, um, song to him on Instagram and he like, he Instagram messaged me back with disappearing messages. His sort of like audition of like what he thought it could be. And then I would luckily I was screen recording because straight, uh, straight away, I was like, dude, this is it. Let's go track this. And he's like, Oh bro, I don't remember what I did. Um, <laughs> but luckily we had it, but yeah, that that was a tricky one because it was like, text um, production was like the stuff that he had was very full and you almost didn't need a vocal and I had to kind of strip some of it back but still keep all the core elements to make room for filler to really shine and there's there's a lot of choices of like if I want this to be a vocal song I have to like de-festival it a little but manage to keep certain frequencies very festival ready and drums very festival ready so you can smash it in, in a place like that but then also just listen to it in your house you know it's
0: um it's definitely fucking festival ready it's um yeah. it's fuck the you you do it really well i've seen you about three or four times at festivals and um every time i'm like you blow it out of the park and there's so there's like two or three on this where i can just imagine myself you know at, at falls or splendor or something just, and that's definitely one of the tracks so it sounds like fresh eyes kind of helped a little bit on this and then just like they'd take out little bits and then
1: just the best of both worlds a little bit it's just a good hybrid of like you hit you make something in like okay this is awesome but i don't i don't see where the end game is but i know someone who will mm. and then you go and speak to them and you're like you're a specialist in this kind of wavetabling base field tech like where would you take this yeah cool let's go there and then we just go back and forth on it until we're like yeah that feels great and so forth yeah so it's just like thinking of the people who have a specialist skill in a certain field and then taking it in that direction with them that's cool
0: now I, I saw the instagram post of like when it was out and you tagged tapes of people um and i remember um like when you're at Daniel John's house living there for a bit, you had that on Insta um, and it was like, you didn't you describe it as like the best time of your life or best time recording yeah. or something? Now he's a, he's a curious character he has been around the um, music team for ages. What about that experience made it so special to you?
1: I mean, Dan is such a lovely and sweet person and he's got such an in, insane ability with front to back on music, songwriting, um, multi-instrumentalist like he's playing drums he's playing keys he's playing guitar like a like a maniac like it's he's so so good and he thinks about music like art as well he sees what it looks like he knows what color everything is he he can like pick up on things that you know m- modern sound engineers using very technical terms usually are the only ones that can pick up and he picks up on it so it was just amazing to be a, you know not around not only around great friends for that long and like but and i think the best part about it was just a creative space so we were capturing how we felt during covid rather than just feeling a bit useless and and um you know hands tied behind our back we're like Mm. okay cool let's like turn this into something i think that was the best part about it
0: there's got to be a conversation or something that comes up and like hey can i live at your house for a little bit like was it his idea was it your idea that you were like this
1: could be a really good environment to to make music yeah Dan um it was it was a, a bunch of us at first it was 12 people and wow. we made like a little art commune um and Dan was just so generous that he was like hey things are looking pretty weird do you want to come and live at my house like I've got the space it'll be really nice we can all just like have fun and laugh and make music and like relax and and we're like hell yeah let's do it I just love just like the casual just come just just come come live it's
0: covered let's go another thing that i love of what you do um you've done this a while for a bit but people had a chance to um get you to play a dj set all around the world right Mm. now i remember 2018 um i remember that you were playing like Splendid tents and that type of stuff and i remember Mm -hmm. trying to find the tent Um, and then you played like heaps of little gigs in like Sydney and like Wollongong and that type of stuff you're just playing at houses and backyards and that type of stuff and obviously you've taken this to the next level but like why do you keep doing that is there something something that you just can't get anywhere else just doing those little gigs that type of stuff
1: yeah because it's some of the funnest shows you can do (laughs) because it's not like It's not conventional. It's not predictable. It's really rogue and wild. And you're also being invited into, you know, people's literal homes, people's friend groups. Like this isn't like a festival with anyone that could afford the whatever ticket and get organized and get to the scenes. This is literally like a group of, you know, a hundred close friends from a region. And this is like one of the most exciting parties they've ever thrown.
0: How is it like is it kind of more pressure in a way of going like, these guys, like I've come here, they think it's going to be so good. Like, is that
1: ex- expectation still there for you? Oh, I think it's the least pressure. Yeah. They, they organize it. We only have to worry about safety. That's about <laughs> it. Like everything else is covered. Usually send in a tech to check all the equipment's good. Like it's it's just straight up vibe for me. I just kind of come in for the hour, of power or however long can play, just <laughs> jump route. in and do it and then just hang out with everyone for a minute. And then, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I look at it like this, like sometimes if I play an after party or like a little side show or something and I'm just jumping up, you know, maybe for a promoter that's helped me out in the past or like just did some of my first shows like, Oh, can't just come play for free or whatever, you know, like I'll just do, do this real cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no pressure then there's, no one's like spent big money to come and see you. They're like just getting it as like a bonus. Right. And that gives you freedom as the artist. It's like, well, I don't really have to represent this in a certain way that you feel you're afforded because you, there's no one's paid anything here. This is just a vibe. This is like, I could come in and play like one of my own songs and just all the songs that I love that I want to play. And then no one's really going to be mad about that. It's like, oh, this is a cool, interesting. It's not like you waited a year to see a What So Not show and all these songs that you've been streaming this whole time. It's mm. like, no, this is like a little bonus thing and, and whatever goes. Do you ever like, um,
0: like you make new music and then be like, fuck, like I want to test this out. This is the perfect place
1: to test it. A hundred percent. That happens all the time. Yeah. I'm testing record. It's usually easier to test it at those little side gigs because it doesn't matter if it doesn't go as you wanted it to. It's not, it's a low pressure show. Hmm. Um, and, and they're often better environments. It's a bit more honest, like particularly sometimes I'll go to a club and like not even say that I'm playing there and tell the promoters not telling. I'm just like literally jumping up there, like as a ghost, like, like if people work it out, they work it out. If they don't, they don't. And that's the best test. That's like you're mm. just a random local DJ just dropping songs and seeing how they naturally react without any hype behind it. Maybe you should just go when you do those type of sets. Just be like DJ Casper
0: or something. Just like go under that name, see if they like it. Um, they won't know. wear a helmet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That'd be mad. Um, now yeah. I want to move on to the last song I want to talk about: um, Black Shallow. Oh, boy. Um, as soon as I saw Anshuay was on this, I knew it was going to, like... You know that phase people make? Like, the, I knew mm. I was going to make that a lot, and I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. No vocals on this one, though. Was that because you knew, like, what Anshui was going to bring and you didn't think you needed it? Or was it just, like, one just to kind of just... Aside from everything and just kind of be that middle ground?
1: I got, I got some vocalists to hit that one, and... It just felt like stronger in its raw instrumental form. Uh, I think there's room, there's room for a vocal there. I I play it with like the Jaguar acapella over the top, mm-hmm. and that goes so hard. Um, but so like it has that energy when I play it out. But I don't, I don't think it needs a vocal. You could you, you could fit one though. There's some sonic space there in, in mm-hmm. certain parts. But the synths are so big and lush and powerful. So that, you know, fucking big, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's um, it's ah, fuck. It's it's. I really like it that it doesn't have any vocals, and I'm glad you chose that because there's so mm. many other vocalists around there. It's good to just have a song just at its base, just letting it kind of breathe itself, which I really like, and I'm really glad that you made that decision not to do it. But obviously, it does leave that door open um, for remixes and that type of stuff if someone do want to put a vocal on it, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's going to be. A thousand remixes, so it's gonna see who kills it or not. Um now I know this is probably a really hard question. It's like picking a favorite child. Um, but do you have a song on this album that kind of like
1: epitomizes the thing as a whole? It's tricky because there's quite a dynamic of of um representation on there. So you can't like pick one as like, if you were to know what this album sounds like, this is the song to listen to. Um, I would say this, you'd probably have to pick three Go and it would it. be something like, I think Alive is a really important one because that shows the absolute fragility and that's me singing on it. And then Anomaly, I think, encapsulates the core of the sonic endeavors that I was going on with this body of work. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, like, the extremities and and those sort of reserved moments on it too uh and then you probably pick I don't know some I think bad piano is a really good one to pick I also um, think that's very
0: good that, that but, I had to kind of um oh, I had that and I was like oh fuck, which one do I pick but it was very close to get a question um yeah it's because so, that one's super different
1: yeah it is I did that one with um with Noisia actually with Nick and Tyson from Noisia um over with them in Holland and then I got Lucy to do this really beautiful vocal. And, um, I love what I got with Lucy. It's so good. She, she was really, she, she'd gone through something a bit traumatic and I sort of caught it like a couple of days after she got back to Sydney from it. And then that was what the song became about. Um, it's really beautiful. It's, um, um it's
0: real deep. Like every like a lot yeah. of your other songs are real loud in your face. This is just real deep and like mm-hmm. oh, that the drops in there. Well, like the deep drops. So I'm just like fuck. That's oof, with her vocals in, as well, incredible.
1: Um, that's yeah, yeah. Not to of... get like too deep, but like too dark even. But it was about one of her good friends like passing away at a very young age, like just suddenly out of nowhere. Fuck. And she really put, you can feel it in there, you know. Yeah. That's um, that's that's fuck. Like that's probably why it's so deep and dark. And yeah, it's cool that you can hear that emotion. Apart from those three, I'd say as well. Like Halifax, Halifax, I think is the the total extremity of of this album. So good,
0: so fucking
1: good. Um, but I also
0: like Alive's really good as well because I think it's a good kind of like easy way to start so it's like it's not in mm. your face straight away um i'm not usually a huge fan of things like intros intro songs like that but i really like it adds to the album um and i feel like it's a great start um i know we're getting towards the end of the year but um upcoming plans for use like australia shows or going back overseas what's the plan
1: I'm in LA right now. Uh, I've got Asia this weekend and then I've got um, back here for a couple of shows, then Europe for about a month, a whole big run over there, uh, and then back to America. But then I've got one show in Australia in Perth, Ice Cream Factory, like around Christmas. And I think there's another one we're going to announce, maybe a couple others. But for the most part, I'm holding off a lot on the big regular touring sort of um set up because there's a few reasons really like one i've been building this 3d animated film for about three years that's cool and and this album anomaly is the score for the film Fuck. um so there's a lot of building being going on that's been excruciating but awesome like it's looking so beautiful but it just takes so much to like build this stuff out and render it and like even like we're going on websites and like finding 3d designers to like, Hey, come and do a custom piece for this one character. And then setting that and making that, um, the mocap for that. And then building, like, it's just so complicated and takes so much effort (laughs) time Um, consuming, I'm guessing. Yeah. So there's a show I want to do for this album that involves all of that, that we have, have built in our finishing building and then working out, like there's the other problem with the, the infrastructure of touring has not really kept up with the tech of what is possible now and mm. working out how to tour a show that has, you know, multi-dimensions to it. Um, but I think I'm probably, I think I'm on the cusp of working out how to do it. I have some conversations in the last couple of months and we've got enough sort of under our belt to like, okay, we're going to go and test this out a little bit this year and then look at the big, big thing next year. So um, you're kind of
0: like innovating, like the live performances, seeing what works and then you know, kind of being at the trial stage and then fucking,
1: yeah, that. Kn- that sounds mad. I, kn- I know that this show that I'm building, nobody has done it. At least nobody has done it in the way that we're going to do it and how exciting it's going to be. No one's done it in my my field of music at all. So yeah, it's it, I'm excited to finish it and be confident and say like, okay, cool, we're booking this tour. This is how it's going to feel and look. That's, um, that's quite a build up. Um, yeah. fuck.
0: <laughs> Next time you're in Oz, mate, definitely gonna have to come. Oh, we're well, not in Perth, but um, that's the other side of Australia. Um, mm. but last question. People think this can be hard. I think it's pretty easy. Sounds like you got a lot going on, but before the end of the year, you've got until 11:59 December 31st this year to complete one thing. Can be personal, can be musical, can be as tiny as you want or
1: as big as you want, but you got to do it. Uh, I would just say this film. If I've got that done, I should have it done before then. But if I've got it done by then, I'll be stoked, and that'll mean that I can do this tour I've been planning and trying to build for about three years. Um, I'll
0: be I'll be checking probably like early January with everyone. So um, nice. I'll um, <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely going to check. I'm a life coach as well, not just a podcaster. Um, nice. So um, I'm hoping to see it finished. But album and then movie, you know, all done same year um yeah not bad right that's uh quite a year mate that's good after covid you know just getting everything done um what's not thank you for coming on um album's great and um can't wait to see that movie awesome mate thank you so much appreciate
1: it bro to keep up to date with all things breaking through make sure to check out our socials